Hello and welcome to the Sunday update of the Morning Motivation slash Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Today is Sunday, November 14th, 2021. I am Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, and today we're going to talk about some fun stuff, clarity of mission and focus, my speaker concierge program, and a little bit about what coaches can learn from sex workers. Do I have your attention? I hope so. So let's get right on into it now. Clarity of mission, something I've been enjoying lately. So for the longest time, I knew I was a networker. I knew I knew a lot about networking and had a lot of miscellaneous skills to teach. And beyond that, I wasn't quite sure what I did. People would say, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I got a bunch of stuff. I don't really know. Well, you're never going to get a referral that way. Because even if people think I am the coolest thing since sliced bread, they, they don't know who to send me. What, what do I do? What do I do for them? What do I offer? What's my program? I, I give me some money and like I'll do some stuff for you. So what held me back for the longest time was that I really wanted to help broke people. Right? A lot of my friends, a lot of my background is in, in the gaming world, the geek world, and there's a lot of people, uh, artists, geeky types, um, different other sorts of folks who are, are broke. They're, they're smart, they're brilliant, they're caring, they're inspired, and they don't have any money. And they don't have any money often because of limiting beliefs and a lack of business acumen, a lack of connections. In other words, they are people for whom I can do tremendous amount of good. I can teach them how to find better jobs. I can teach them how to launch a business. I can teach them the marketing basics they need. I can do all kinds of great things for them. Here's the problem. They're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready to receive that knowledge. They're not ready to act on it. And they're not ready or able to pay for it. For a while, I tried this idea. I said, well, you know what? Why don't I help them where they're at, meet them where they're at, and I will do a pay-what-you-can model. I think I may have mentioned that a few months ago in the podcast and I was doing it. I'll do a pay-what-you-can model. And so instead of my usual $500 a month rate, I was, you know, whatever they want. I, one person paid 90, one person paid 250. Um, so, you know, pay what you can't seem like a good idea, right? You know, they don't have the cash, but they're ready to work. And as long as they do, okay, great. I'll meet them where they're at. And as their business builds, maybe they'll send referrals, give testimonials, and they'll get to the point where they can pay the full, full boat. Well, guess what happened? Discount rates get discount clients. So what happened was the clients didn't do the work. They weren't ready. They, they were buried in limiting beliefs. They weren't ready to deal with. They weren't ready to address and get rid of and let go of. And so they stopped showing up to meetings. Uh, they, they stopped showing up to our sessions. They weren't doing the work and they stopped paying even what little they were paying because they didn't get any value because they weren't ready. So it finally occurred to me well, no, it occurred to me a long time ago. I finally accepted that maybe I can't help those people. They're not. I can't make them ready. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? I could teach them everything, but knowledge means nothing if you're not ready to take action on it. And maybe there is a coach who could who could get them past that point, but it's not me, apparently. I couldn't get them moving. I couldn't get them where they needed to be. And it was a good way to keep me broke, as well. So then I realized that I should probably, probably, start working with people who have money. I know, 
I know, light shines over Marblehead. Blinding flash of the obvious. Work with people who have money, and you'll make more money. And continue to keep the door open and keep the drawbridge down for the people who are just starting out, the people who are broke, the people who don't have any resources, that I'm ready to give them that leg up, that hand up, introduce them to the people they need to know and to the place they want to go and you know what they would need to get to get from where they are to where they want to be when they're ready to take that action. That's why I have the Inner Circle program, 47 bucks a month, right? Every Monday at 2 p.m., I open up a Zoom room for anyone in that inner circle to come on in and I will work with them. And sometimes a few people show up, sometimes no one shows up. So, you know, that could be private coaching for 47 bucks a month. So if someone's out there and you're like, yeah, wow, I really do need this kind of coaching. I don't have $500. You got 47 bucks. And if you don't, well, you do. Uh, and if you commit to it, you can find it and that will get you in. I do not discount from there because you need to be at least a little committed. You can beg $47. You can find $47 in the couch cushions. I know it seems like a few dollars, but you got to bring something to the table to show you're committed. I've learned this the hard way. I've been, been very generous. I've let people come in for free and it has not worked out. So, but you know, for people at that level, I still keep that open. But my focus is on people who can afford to pay me. Crazy idea. So I was talking to a friend of mine, a contact, a person in my network, uh, who is a sell-from-the-stage speaker. When he gets on stage, he makes money. All right, he also provides great value. It's not just, and that's something I always like to, to remind people of when we're talking about someone selling. He's not just like, I got all their money, woohoo! It's, he has a program that's worth that much, so it costs that much, so they pay for it. So if he gets up on a stage and sells three $10,000 programs, each of those three people has a very high probability of making $100,000 or more from that $10,000 program. So he knows how to sell. He knows how to speak. He knows how to find stages. However, finding stages is time intensive. He's got to go out there. He's got to meet people. He's got to get referrals. He's got to meet more people. He's got to kiss a lot of frogs before he finds the prince, so to speak. And he said to me, it'd be great if you had a program where I could just hire you to give me access to your network. In other words, you go out and find the people that I need, and then you say, hey, I got someone. Why don't you talk to them? And I said, really? People would pay for that? He's like, oh, my goodness. If I didn't have to do that, that would be great. And I said, well, I don't know anything about you know the applications and the one sheets and the, the, the reels and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what it takes to get on. So he's like, no, no, I know how to do that. What I don't want to do is have to go through the 15 meetings it takes to get to the 16th person who actually has a stage I want to be on. So if you can do the first 15 meetings, I'll do the 16th. So effectively, I'm kissing all the frogs for him. Now, here's the thing. None of them are frogs to me. They're all princes to me. Because everyone I meet, there's some value. There's someone to introduce them to. There's some connection I can make with them, which is valuable for them and valuable for someone else and thus valuable for me. So I'm getting benefit from this whole process. But he can then, he can then and, and any other clients I work with, can then kind of skim off the benefit for them. So effectively... All they're doing is paying me to keep them in mind, you know, top of mind. Everyone I'm meeting, I'm thinking, okay, how can A, B, C, and D benefit from this medium I'm having right now? And who else do I need to meet 
to benefit the clients who are paying me to network for them. I'm basically a networking mercenary, right? I'm renting out my network. I'm, I'm calling it speaker concierge. I am taking the networking I'm already doing. I'm directing it to their benefit. And then I'm making connections. And, uh, you know, we're already getting started a little bit. And he's going to choose me to a number of other people. And suddenly I have this clarity of purpose. So as opposed to the broke people I was trying to work with before, these people, they got on one stage and they can make 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000. So for them to pay me is a no-brainer because I saved them time. If I get them on one more stage, then it more than pays for my services for a year. If I get them on two or three or four, you know, now we're talking about 10x, 20x, 30x ROI, and that's, that's pretty worth it. So the way you make money is you find people who have money and you get them to give you some of it. Or specifically, the best way is to find a stream of money that you can help to create and divert some of it and a stream large enough that you can get a percentage. Now, I credit Phil Palucha with the initial kernel of this idea because I was originally trying to come up with some sort of course because that's what I see. Coaches have courses. They have programs, high-ticket programs where they teach a system. I don't have a system to teach. And even if I do, it's time intensive. Like I could teach you a network like I do, but then you have to spend the time that I do. And you probably don't want to do that because you do something else. Like networking is my jam. Networking is secondary probably to what you do. Networking is primary to what I do. So you don't want to learn to be me. Um, and and, and that's, that's what Phil pointed out. It feels like, you know, you don't have a, a program to teach. You have a resource to share. It's your connections, your network that you have and the connections you can build. And then he started talking about, um, you know, the uh, places I could do that. So, you know, I can connect people in real estate. There's real estate deals that, you know, the right introduction can make millions. There's, uh, he didn't even mention speaking, but that's that's what came up when I mentioned this to the other fella. Um, and there's, you know, there, there's investment, you know, startups. Startups, venture capital, that kind of thing. Again, the right right introduction can make a lot of money for a lot of people. I just shave off a little bit of it. I make pretty good money. They make big investments. Big things happen. Bada bing. Now I've got something to do. And that shifted me from trying to figure out how do I make a course? How do I, how do I be someone else? You know, how do I be someone else? How do I be Phil Palucha? Or how do I be Lucas, Lucas Senatore? Or how do I be, you know, one of these people when instead Phil was saying, how do you be Michael Whitehouse and be really good at it? And I'm like, Phil, you're a genius. Nailed it. So, and that, that's where that, that's where that came from to give credit where it is due. But what's, so what's great is the program this is going to be awesome. Um, but it's for me personally, even though you know, I'm still lining up clients, I've never people who are interested, haven't pulled the trigger yet. I'm sure they're going to fairly soon. I got follow up meetings, the whole thing. Uh, you know, it's not an expensive program. It's a very valuable program, not inexpensive. So it's not like, a, yeah, sure, let's do this. You know, we, we talk a couple times. They want to get to know me and check me out and all that, which is cool. But even at this stage, I have this clarity of purpose. I know what I'm doing. When somebody asks me, Michael, what do you do? I'm a connector. The the form that's taking right now is on speaker concierge. I connect speakers to stages and stages to speakers. And also, because I love doing it, I work with summits that need hosts and need uh, need guests and help them find that. And, you know, I can be the host. 
and that's pretty much what I do. There's a bunch of other things I also do, but that's the core of what I do. So when someone says, Michael, what do you do? I have an answer. Whoa. I have a very specific, clear answer. Connect speakers to stages and stages to speakers. Right? Short, easy, you know what it is. And if you know speakers, you're like, oh, I know some speakers looking for stages. Or, oh, I know some stages looking for speakers. That's an obvious introduction. And if you're working in this entrepreneurial space, you know speakers and you know stages. You know at least one or two. And thus, I can now leverage this. I can can exponentially grow this network, which exponentially grows my value. And bada-bing, bada-boom, now I got something going on. And I feel great about it. I feel like I know what I'm doing. You know, a few weeks ago, I just, like, I, I don't even know. I'm doing, I, work, I do things, and I record things. I write things. I send out things. I meet with people. What am I doing here? Now I know what I'm doing, and it's awesome. So if you feel like you're spinning your wheels in your business, it may be because you don't actually know what you're doing. I encourage you to go back and listen to the interview I did with Luca Senatore. I mentioned. Go to guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast and search for Luca. Just hit, you know, control F, type L-U-C-A, uh, and you will find it. And he talks about the key ingredients to a successful business. And the the basic upshot of it, you should listen to the whole interview because the guy's brilliant. But the basic upshot of it is figure out what you have to offer. Figure out who needs what you have to offer, who can pay for it. Bundle it in a way that the people who need it can buy it. And then find those people, let them know you have it, and sell it to them. But the first step, or first two steps, is that figure out what you have and who wants to buy it. And I unwittingly spun my wheels for over a year not having completed those steps. And I go to workshops and programs, and I talk to people, and they talk about marketing strategies and lead generation strategies, prospecting strategies, branding strategies, social media strategies, and they'd say, all right, you just plug your avatar in here, and I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have, have one. And I don't know if most people do have a clear avatar, or if it's just that these marketing folks are used to people having it, or if nobody wants, wants to admit it. But almost everyone, when I got to that point, said, I, I, don't, I don't have one. They'd be like, that's, that's fine. You'll figure it out. Just anyway, plug it in here. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't um, you know, stop there and be like, all right, well, let's help you figure that out. Uh, now, credit to a couple people. or um, you know, a, a Donnie Bovine of Success Champions Network. I, I mentioned something like that in his group. And he's like, we need to talk. Set up a call. Got on the phone with me or got on Zoom with me. And was like, all right, let's get some clarity here. What the heck are you doing? Because you're all over the place and you're better than that. Um, and my, my coach, Gary Decker, has been very valuable in helping me kind of zero this in. And, of course, I mentioned Phil. And so that's been, been great. Uh, but, you know, I was, uh, I was thick. People were trying to tell me to, to help for a while. I just didn't get it. So if you're in that place, reach out. Reach out to me first, and then I'll connect you with other people. Email me, michael at guyonosaguy.com. Let's talk. Let's chat uh, about that and... Uh, I may be able to help you. If I can't, others can. But you gotta have that avatar. You gotta have that offering. You gotta know what you're doing before you can do anything else. Now, you can go out and do what I ended up doing without having the avatar, which is finding a whole lot of people who can teach you something and build a network, basically going around saying, I'm not sure what I'm doing yet, but right now I'm gathering knowledge and connections. That's fine. 
Because then you do know what you're doing. You're gathering knowledge and connections. You know, who can I introduce you to? Other people who can teach me something. Great. At a certain point, you know enough and need to start taking action. But, you know, to begin with, that's okay. That's okay to be doing that. And and you can uh, you can be educating. But you can't go off and start marketing and start building an audience and all that if you don't know what you're selling and who you're selling it to. Learn from my mistakes on that one. All right, and I did mention I would talk about sex workers. I'm only going to talk for a minute because we are 16 minutes into this, and I try to keep it under, uh, I don't know, 14 minutes. So I wrote a blog article. Go check it out, guyknowsaguy.com slash blog. Uh, I do put all the podcasts on the blog, too, so you have to, to uh, di- uh, dig through some podcast episodes to find it, but go to guyknowsaguy.com slash blog, scroll down, um, and you will find my article that I wrote called What Business Coaches and Life Coaches Can Learn from Sex Workers. I am the guy who knows a guy. I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot of people. I meet people in the coaching industry. I meet people in the contracting industry. I meet people in the medical industry. And I meet people in the sex industry. I meet them through networking type activities. I do not, as a general rule, employ them. But I do meet them, and it's interesting because I meet them in the way I do. They share a lot of the behind the scenes on their business with me. And yes, it is most assuredly a business. It is fascinating. I have spoken to, uh, just recently, I had the opportunity to speak to a uh, an exotic dancer, stripper, I'm not quite sure, uh, entertainer, whatever you want to call her. She works at a strip club. And it was fascinating to learn a couple of details. I'll share a couple um, nuggets I learned. One is that she's an independent consultant. So she's not an employee of the club. She's an independent, basically an independent performer, um, almost like if you were a musician. And she splits what she makes with the club, which might sound like it's not fair until you realize she'll walk out of there with one to $2,000 for one night's work. Um, after giving them their share, they provide, you know, they provide the stage, they provide the marketing, they provide the security, they provide all this, and she walks out with one or $2,000. Uh, but... So she has all the power. At any moment, she can be like, I'm not coming back. You guys are bums. So the clubs need to attract the talent and treat them well because there's intense competition. And if they're not treated well, they'll just go somewhere else. At least the good ones will. Um, It was also interesting. She mentioned that she doesn't need the money from the club because she has enough private clients, but she used the club as a prospecting tool. The club is where she can meet new potential private clients. And the more she talked, the more I'm like, this sounds kind of in, you know, if you strip away all the details, strip away, uh-huh. if you strip away all the details, it sounds kind of like the model of building a coaching business in terms of other people's audiences, you know, getting getting on other people's stages. That's literally something we talk about. Now, my, my speaker concierge clients, they tend to take keep their clothes on and uh, do more of the talking and less of the dancing. But It's still getting on a stage, impressing an audience, maybe getting them to buy something small from you, moving through the Ascension model from tips to lap dance to VIP room to private client in this particular case. Um, But it was fascinating to, to learn from them. But the thing that really struck me is that all the ones I spoke to, they give me the impression of being very empowered and uh, relatively happy with their business and what they do and in control uh, and very often more confident than many of the business owners that I talk to. I think probably because they get immediate feedback from their clients that their clients are are pleased with what they're doing. While we coaches will sometimes be like, "Well, I think he's happy. I don't know." Uh, whereas you know, if you're a dancer and your clients are happy, they tend to tell you 
right away in no uncertain terms, often with a $50 or $100 bill. Um, we don't tend to get tips. Uh, they do, which makes it very clear when they're happy. But it was very interesting because we think of we think of them. We're often taught to think of people in the sex sex industry as kind of maligned. They can't do anything else. They can't do any better. They're unfortunate. Uh, they're fallen. They're they're you know things like that. And in fact, the ones that I have met, and this is a random cross section in a number of different ways. Generally, they're they're pretty happy doing what they're doing, and now yes, they they probably could not make the money they make in, in another way. So there is certainly a financial, um, an economic thing that drives them to be where they are. But at the same time, they don't seem to mind how they make it. Uh, and some of this maybe there's different aspects. You know, there's there's dancing. There's actually being a a call girl. Um, you know having sex for money, there's being, say, a dominatrix, there's uh, doing cam work, video work, where you never actually are physically in contact with clients, but you create content, um, whether it's interactive or recorded content. And so there's an option, and they're all lucrative, so there's an option, depending on what one is comfortable with, to to go into different spaces and different aspects of it. But I, I've found the industry fascinating from a business standpoint because it's this very underground industry, although, you know, it's legal. Most of it is legal in most places. Um, you don't hear much about it. There's a lot of assumptions. There's a lot of, um, uh, there, there's a lot of judgment, but there's also a lot of very empowered entrepreneurs making a lot of money in that industry. So, uh, anyway, check out that article, guyonosaguy.com slash blog and, uh, search for, you can probably search for sex, uh, on the page and that'll, I think that'll bring it up. Um, and I think you will enjoy that. So this has been the Sunday update. This has been a long Sunday update. We're on two feeds, so it can be longer, right? That's that's how that works. Um, so this is on two feeds. If you're listening on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, I encourage you to check out Morning Motivation at morningmotivation.fun. If you're listening on the Morning Motivation podcast, I encourage you to check out the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. I've got some great interviews. In fact, I've got a backlog of interviews that I'm pushing out so that we can get, uh, so we can clear the boards for season four, which is coming soon. So we're going to have like 20 interviews coming out in the next few weeks. Some of these are amazing. Uh, I just put out the episode, uh, the episode with, with Mark Willis, where he's talking about a new way to think about money and debt. Uh, I got Janet Mesker, who is a, um, she worked at high levels, the Avon company for years and does great work with people in network marketing. Um, so we got a whole lot of great interviews for you. Definitely check them out and check out some of the older ones too, because those are awesome as well. I'm Michael Whitehouse. I am way over time, but that's okay because this has been solid gold. And if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back for the podcast. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, or at least you hearing me tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.